Finger guns. Pew, pew, pew. We're back. We're so back. Zap, zap. We're so back. We're back. I spent $90 on an Abed Funko Pop today. We're back. Wait, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Was it autographed by Danny Pewdy? Like, what happened? No, dude, that's just what they cost now. And we set up this really cool media display. um, And I have Chang, Jeff, and Troy. And I just knew it was going to drive me fucking insane until Troy had Abed. And they're not getting any cheaper. They're only getting more expensive. So I just fucking did it. And I just, to soothe my anxiety and my conceptual symmetry and the psycho brain I have, I spent $90 on an Abed Funko Pop. We're back. We're so I don't want to. I don't want to call it a low, but it is certainly a landmark of sorts. But you do got to make room for the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, pals there you know i do Goddamn right um hey we're back this is movies for when we were on a hiatus so this is movies for when you're on a hiatus too i know we just did one but we did another one <laughs> turns out buying a house makes you busy denny how's your house welcome oh, back buddy. Man. my house is awesome she keeps me busy you know uh the old house don't she don't she uh no but we're about uh 75% unpacked, and uh, I was itching to get back to the old Movies for Win grind because my soul doesn't feel right when I don't record podcasts with Greg about movies. So we're so back. We're so back. Yeah. We'll check back in a year when you're 100% unpacked, if I know how these things usually <laughs> go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a rough timetable. Yeah, I might fold the laundry by then, too. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't count on it. Anyways, folks, it's it's been a nice little hiatus. Uh, I spent the whole time roasting in the sun. Turns out Hot Boy Summer is back with a vengeance. And holy shit, please stop. It's done. We're done. We're in an oven and we're done. Stick a fork in me. I hate this shit, man. I have a five-minute commute that drenched me in sweat today. <laughs> like, I don't All mean I was sweating a little. I mean, like, I had to wash myself at work like it was so gross five minutes in the car did that to me is there any is there any chance we could get a shower installed in the office please i keep taking look at me baths. <laughs> look at me and then it's the same ruin the home. bathroom just get a shower <laughs> uh swap out the toilet with a shower i don't care i'll go in there too All right, Um, we were never on the rails, so this is going to play out a lot like the last hiatus episode we did. You know, we haven't recorded in four weeks, five weeks, something like that. Uh, Long enough for us to have watched several flicks, so instead of uh, continuing our movies for when animals play sports, uh, we're actually going to be covering all the movies we watched since the last time 
an animal played sports, which of course was Air Bud, as you all I'm sure remember. So before this monkey rides a skateboard, Denny, let's talk about the things we've been watching lately. And there is, before I uh, pass it over to you, we will discuss Barbenheimer at the end of the episode, I think. That's yes. going to be our little grand finale. Um, so this is like half a half of what we've been watching, half a current events episode, right? We, mm. we, we like current events here on Movies for When. I'd say half <laughs> is generous. Yeah, we do like current events. No, we don't. We... Yeah. We review movies from 30 years ago on this podcast. Like, we're literally pausing between Air Bud and Most Vertical Primate. And we <laughs> to talk about something that'll be three weeks old by the time this airs. Current events on Movies for When, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm looking through my list here and I'm like, uh oh, how many of these are from the last decade? Yeah, oh. <laughs> Man. We're not up to date, but folks, uh, Denny, like, not include Barbie and Oppenheimer. How many things do you have to review this week? I've got eight things. We should have mapped see. this out beforehand. I'll count. I've got, I've eight. got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But also, some of those are movies we've done whole episodes over so i'm not gonna really give many okay. thoughts on them i'll just say i watched them real quick you know because we've done it in long form that was our counting with denny segment now denny do you want to just like bang out those couple that we've covered on the pod before this sure that you had a had a rewatch with and then we'll do those two and then we'll hop in with your first um new thing to introduce well, and there's also one I'm not going to discuss um, because we haven't covered it on the podcast. Um, so I'll also share that because... You'll just um, mention it in title alone, basically. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Alien, um, one of your favorite movies. I, I watched Alien. I wanted, yep, You have a poster of it right there's behind the, you. There's the poster. It's behind um, me. We wanted it to. We wanted the first movie in our new house to be a really cool one, so we chose Alien. We put on our space lights, and uh, there's no way we're gonna finally do Alien in a five minute segment. Um, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna finally do Alien in a whole fucking episode. So uh, skipping that. Um, I also watched. Speaking of first movies, uh, the first movie in the last house I lived in that we watched was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And yeah. Vanessa and I also made it a point to make it the last movie we watched in that house. So we oh, uh, cool. we did a little full circle moment. And you know what, Greg? I do have a few a few thoughts on a rewatch after having not watched it for a little while. At One this point, is, after how many times you've watched it? I really do. Some new thoughts. All right, cool. Go for it. It's very dated right it's very very dated and i've never felt like it was dated when i watched it before what was the uh like the what kind of clued you into that this watch watch through the, the characters don't have smartphones how can a mobile phone kill you yeah right yeah, we know it's <laughs> it's it's pre-smartphones that's like an era that like a 20 year old wouldn't relate to right now yeah 
they're like <laughs> we're burning physical printouts of pictures of Sarah Marshall to help forget her. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're deleting. And he has he has photos stored on his computer like a fucking boomer. What type of sociopath has a, has a desktop with personal photos on it now? That's where the pictures go. <laughs> what are they supposed to go on your cellular telephone? Jesus. <laughs> It's 2007. Come on. Yeah. Um, it's a very dated movie. Um, I've always considered it one of the newer movies that I'm a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it. I've it's seen Forgetting current, Sarah Marshall. Current events on Movies for When, our second review of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hell yeah. The other date. I think I thought this was an incredible movie because it spoke so directly to me at a certain point in my life. Um, I just resonated so powerfully with what it was saying and how it was saying it that I thought it was some truly memorable and amazing movie. High now, fidelity. <laughs> it's not quite high fidelity. No, this is, this is oh, still okay. forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to the next movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying this is just my other thought was I'm not in that place anymore. Oh, no. You're f so far removed from that. And this is it's just kind of like a pretty funny rom-com. That mm -hmm. that's all I can see it as now. That's fine. Yeah. That's that's how I view it as too. And like a really funny rom-com that came from the like late aughts era that yeah. like still can make you laugh is a crowning achievement true. i will say true so what what if uh yeah you know rom-coms from that era basically like what if two dudes just called each other homophobic slurs and then uh we had like 40 minutes of ham-fisted drama to close <laughs> out the film <laughs> what a flick that's uh sarcasm denny yes Congrats on watching the movie again, man. What else did Thanks, you watch Moving that we've on, covered uh, before? Movies we covered before. Well, I was also I was having a real hot boy summer, Greg. Um, heavyweights. I watched heavyweights. Random guess. Random guess. Really? Yes. Random guess. Really. <laughs> I watched heavyweights, uh, and I've got to say, hmm. unlike forgetting Sarah Marshall, I do believe this is a masterpiece still. Um, I am such a fan of heavyweights. It ages really well. Um, I also, because I wanted to have an even hotter boy summer, I also watched Point Break, um, which just <laughs> kicks fucking ass. Just great fucking movie. Would watch any time. Amazing, amazing film. I appreciated it even more on a second watch. Two timeless films of summer. Love it. Yeah. Sounds like a kick-ass time, man. It's been pretty great. Well, I think that covers our rewatches. Uh, I'll let you, since you're on a roll here, I'll let you go ahead and go first with the uh, what you've been watching that we haven't covered on the pod yet, and uh, maybe we won't discover as a we won't discuss as like a full episode later. Yeah. Um, I watched Disney Pixar's Elemental. Um, okay. We almost and, saw that. I think the last episode I mentioned we had tickets to watch it, and then we like got busy and canceled the tickets. 
up until I was reviewing what I watched for this podcast, I forgot that I watched Disney Pixar's Elemental. Um, Mm. It was a very DreamWorks tier effort, if you ask me. Um, It was uh, uh, just really mid. Uh, It's not like terrible or anything. It is (laughs) really, really preachy about its like very thinly veiled, extremely on the nose racism metaphor. But its message is seriously that like racism is bad. And I'm like, yeah, dude, everyone agrees racism is bad. We disagree on what racism is. Um, You know, Mm. like no one's pro racism. We all agree that you don't just hate someone because they look different, right? Like, I I was going to say no one's on the other side of this issue, but an alarming amount of people are actually on the other side of this issue. But I don't think a Pixar film about. uh, fire and water is going to change any minds sad yeah. to say so not to be it, cynical <laughs> it, it, i don't think yeah if please tweet us if you uh are have recently seen the light about your own racism because of disney pixar's elemental uh, we want to have you on the show and ask you so many questions um other than that um <laughs> That movie, it's just not very memorable. I barely remember anything about it. Uh, I was very whelmed by Elemental. I think you could completely delete it from history and absolutely nothing would change. Yeah, I think I saw you posted about it. I think you mentioned something about how the... um, What did you say? It was really funny. You said something about how there were like maybe three jokes maximum. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, who is this for? There's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's no comedy in the whole movie. It's for racist kids oh. that don't like to laugh. They don't deserve to laugh because they're racist. <laughs> ah. You can watch fucking Moana when you get less racist. Until then, <laughs> elemental for you, young man. Uh, and the Pixar studios are going, uh, what can I say? But you're welcome. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, Denny. Um, my turn, if I may. Yes, please. Um, speaking of Disney Pixar Studios, um, this isn't what I watched, but I'll ask you a question here. Do you remember the movie A Bug's Life? Yes. We watched it a few months ago, and I was reminded of the. Um, remember, like towards the end, they're trying to trick the grasshoppers, and they're like juicing all these berries to make it look like they're bleeding you know they got all this like fake blood that's like made of berries it's been a long time i i don't remember no (laughs) okay well there's a part in the movie where like you know they're like crushing berries on their eye and the the stick bug is like oh my gosh my eye help me and the grasshoppers are freaking out look at all this blood the berry blood in a bug's life reminded me of the cgi blood in renfield because holy shit, that looked so fucking bad. <laughs> I, all that to say, I watched Renfield. <laughs> what a walk up! What what a what a <laughs> long walk for a short drink of water that was, <laughs> dude. And I gotta say the same about the film. What a long marketing walk up to a short drink of content. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I've never seen a movie... Well, yes, I have. 
We have enough Deadpool movies. Um, this movie just, like, insisted that it was fun. It's, like, trying to, like, jam, like... It's trying to, like, label itself as fun and jam that in my face and insist that, like, no, you like this because this is so fun and quirky and, like, has so much, like, humor in it. I'm just, like, I'm not... I'm not having fun with it. But I will say... You know, Nicolas Cage is... You know, we've talked a lot before. He's having a little bit of a renaissance, cage-assance. He was fantastic in Renfield. Loved Nicolas Cage in Renfield. The rest of the movie was not my thing. Gotta say. At this point, I gotta just think I'm obviously a homer for Dracula content, because I'm, like, the one person I know that's, like, loved it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is, it's like um, public domain now, right? So I assume you're going to be watching that new movie about, like, Dracula getting brought over on the boat or whatever. Oh, most definitely, yeah. The the horror movie where the trailer shows, like, full shots of the monster. Like, yeah. cool, okay, thanks. I didn't want any mystery to this at all. Love it. But yes, Movies I, suck, I, I man. will be seeing that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Give me monsters! I love monsters. I'm. If you could see the room I'm sitting in, Greg. If you could see the room I'm sitting in. Oh, uh, I will. In I I I, I got to see it in person first. I can see there's wrestling toys behind you. Those are oh. uh, some sort of monsters. Oh, there's monsters everywhere. There's monsters Uh-oh. on the world. <laughs> yeah, I thought that for fifty-one seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denny. Uh, what's what's the next thing you you watch? What else you've been watching? I saw Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Nice. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. What do you think? Um, both as a Wes Anderson movie and a movie in general, how did you like it? I think that's that's a great way to break it down. Um. As a Wes Anderson movie, it is almost scary how good Wes Anderson is getting at doing Wes Anderson stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I say that, that as, an, me, as an absolute admirer of, like, you can say he's one note, and I'm like, yeah, well, he plays it pretty fucking well, okay? Like, I, I really love what Wes Anderson does, and... Uh, Man, really, like, Asteroid City and The French Dispatch, I think, in terms of technical filmmaking, are just some of his finest hours. Um, Just, he's showing off. You know, like, he's showing off that Mm -hmm. he's, like, the one director that still gets to have a stylistic touch. (laughs) You know, like, in the world that that happens for. Yeah. And I'll transition into how I viewed it as a movie with this thought. I don't like to have to look up the endings of Wes Anderson movies and why they make sense. Ooh, okay. Interesting. He really departs from his typical narrative style in this, and... Quite frankly, I wasn't a fan of it because I think it takes a very 
very, very, very long time to say very little with very little oomph to it. Um, so can't really say I enjoyed the movie. I can say it was insanely well made. If you like art house, ambiguous, synecdoche New York shit, then you're gonna love it, okay? But like, I like, I'm a, I'm a sad white person and I want sad white people movies. And that's what Wes Anderson is supposed to give me. Um, I've got good news about the rest of my list, but go on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Strap in <laughs> for a fucking ride. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't like the movie. Yeah, I I really wanted to see it. It was not at a theater that was less than a... Let's see. 20-minute drive and also a theater chain that I am not a fan of. So it's just like, do I really want to go out and see this? My wife was like three out of ten interested. So I was like, I'm okay, I'm not going to drag you out to see this. So it didn't happen. I, I don't know. I think college-aged Greg would have been a huge fan of it. Would have gone to see it no matter what. But like, I just feel like I don't... <laughs> and it, I want to see The French Dispatch, but I haven't seen it yet. I just feel like I don't have the energy for his thing so much anymore <laughs> i don't i can handle only so much whimsy anymore and it's just like oh god he he demands a lot of your energy for this one like he's really gonna make you work for it oh geez i'll, I'll i will watch it i i would rather watch the french dispatch first i am very i, I like in the that french one. dispatch quite a bit i'm a fan i just like my little tim cham guy man France, I don't know. Um, I, I really do think in terms of technical filmmaking, the French Dispatch is the best he does. Mm, okay. It's not his best movie, not by a long shot, but just in terms of, like, the shots he accomplishes in that, man. Like, there, there's something to be marveled at. What is his best movie for you? Hmm. Best. I really like Rushmore. And I really I like The Life Aquatic. I thought you were going to say Tenenbaums. I really like Tenenbaums, too. I like Tenenbaums a lot. Honestly, Tenenbaums is probably his best, but either Rushmore or or Life Aquatic is my favorite. But I think his best movie he made is probably The Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. I'm, I am a uh, fantastic Mr. Fox apologist. Hey, I, I love I, that movie. I, I that be. movie's great. Um, I don't know what I would say is best, though. I wouldn't put that one there. Eh, it's tricky. It's it's definitely not Darjeeling Limited, for sure. But, um, the one where white people go to India and cry about how hard it is to be rich and white. <laughs> and uh, what if we showed a kid drowning? That's fun, right? Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Hard to say what's best. I'll say fan favorite Fantastic Mr. Fox best. What the cuss? What the cuss? Huh, just a fan. I'm just I'm I'm a huge sucker for stop motion. I think that's where it all what it all comes down to. 
I'm a huge sucker for stop motion, so I'll say that one is my favorite. Cool. All right. I think it's my turn. Yes, sir. All right, you ready for more uh, white guy sadness stuff? Oh, dude. Woo-woo! I, I live for it. All right. You're not the last one, and you're certainly not the first, which is why I had a good time with Paul Schrader's first Reformed. I have no idea From, what that is. I think it's 2017, 2018. Uh, it is probably the best Ethan Hawke performance that has ever happened. It's incredibly good. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is also in it. I think she is very underrated as an actress. I think people just think of her as like, Mean Girls. You're this side character in Mean Girls now. But like, no, she's fantastic and she's really good in first reformed it is about a small historical church in i want to say like rural pennsylvania man it's paul schrader you know who that is that's the guy yeah. he wrote uh he wrote taxi driver he wrote a lot of uh, scorsese pictures and he oh, directed cool. a few movies he kind of goes back and forth he'll direct like this movie, The Card Counter, was another one of his from a couple years back. And then most recently, he directed um, something Gardner. Master Gardner, I think, is what it was called. Mm -hmm. uh, incredible like character studies about guys, about white guys writing journals, basically. I think it's like Man in a Room trilogy is what this is called. This is the first of them. It is a... Uh, a military vet that has seen a lot of shit and has was kind of just given the pastoral lead of like a historical church that really only serves as a landmark isn't really much of a church he starts talking to people in his congregation that kind of start radicalizing him a little bit against like uh people that are destroying the environment i can't really like talk about it too much without giving away some of what makes it so good but it's really solid and again ethan hawk is just hitting an absolute home run with it so i recommend it it's on hbo max it's <sighs> yeah dark sad i was in the mood for it i guess White guys being sad about stuff. Denny, that's us. That's us, dude. White guys being glad about stuff. Glad we watched mm. such great movies. Yeah, I promise a lot of the other stuff you have at least heard of. Okay. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, like cool. I, I, yeah, sounds great. Maybe I'll watch yeah. it sometime. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can remind you about it later, and you still won't watch it. It, it sat on my... Uh, Max BOH watch list for months and I finally just watched it and I was like really pleased with it so I, I just think like so much of my professional identity is based off being sad and white I need to be a different guy when I come home I need you know like I can't just have mm. more sad whiteness at the end of the day I'm just not gonna do it don't deny yourself of who you actually are alright Denny I hope you're ready to cheer us up with whatever you watch next. So, what else you've been watching? 
I watched uh, Netflix's Nimona. Have you heard of it? That's the animated one. I didn't yes. look into it at all, but I recognize the thumbnail for it on Netflix. <laughs> so, no, it was a pretty good animated movie. Um, it was uh, uh, surprisingly dark at times. Like, it doesn't shy away from death as subject matter or consequence at all. Um, very post-Red Wedding era animated movie. Um, so... Um, and the plot actually had a decent amount of twists and turns that kept me, like, as an adult being like, whoa, you know? <laughs> like, so, uh, and the, the animation style was very po post into the Spider-Verse, you know? Just kind of that new, that okay. new era of, uh, I, I feel like if Into the Spider-Verse is Toy Story, maybe this is A Bug's Life. Uh, I don't know that people really remember it except for the the bloody okay. berries um but <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it was a good movie though i i do recommend it it's it's very fun it's uh it's it's a kind of cool stylistic movie it's very cyberpunk even though they still have like a very monarchy based government system uh, a lot of nobility royalty type medieval stuff in a cyberpunk future it's just pretty sweet Oh, okay. I kind of thought it was more like a Nordic tale sort of theme or like era of, you know, centuries ago. I didn't know it was like futuristic and um, cyberpunk and everything. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's definitely like Nordic tale vibes, but in a cyber future world. Yeah. I like cyber futures, man. Pretty sweet. There's surprisingly little out there in terms of cyberpunk visual media. Like, think about it. Like... There's Blade Runner, Akira, the 90s not Super Spanish. Mario Bros. Yeah. <laughs> your big three, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. I still love your take on the Super Mario Brothers. It would be a cyberpunk, cyberpunk classic. master. Cyberpunk classic. <laughs> Dino Hatton. I think that's what you call it. Yeah, if you just called it Dino Hatton, it would be beloved beloved oh hell yeah um shit man okay well if it's on netflix i'm kind of asking for netflix to earn my money these days so maybe i'll maybe i'll check that one out it, it made me be happy i was subscribed for the first time in a while <laughs> thanks guys for finally doing something right um yeah we'll get five seasons of some absolute dog shit and we'll just Maybe once or twice a year we'll have uh, a Power of the Dog or like an actual good movie, and then we'll go back to canceling Mindhunter. What a platform. Um, all right. Uh, the very opposite of a cyberpunk future, I watched, it was a rewatch, something I haven't watched in a very long time, starring your good friend, Jack Black. I watched Bernie. Ooh, I was thinking about that the other day because I was organizing my DVDs. You have it on DVD? I do. Yeah, nice. So it's, uh, well, I don't want to make this assumption. You have seen it before? Yeah, yeah. I you actually have haven't of... watched that DVD yet, though, so that's a fair assumption. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've seen it a I couple times. I knew I was right in my assumption. <laughs> yeah, there's still plastic on it. Um, but yeah, Bernie holds up. Yeah. Being from Texas, the both of us, and having 
family that spent a lot of time in East Texas specifically, I would say like 80% of the movie is like an absolute smash hit home run for me. Mm -hmm. And then like as things start concluding, it starts losing me a little bit. But Jack Black's performance is pretty unique for him and extremely enjoyable. I love him in that movie. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really any like bad lead performances. It's it's just a fun time, especially like if you're from Texas. Like it's just you've probably seen it already. It's like what ten, twelve years old. I was glad to watch again. Bernie is a thumbs up. Hell yeah, very much in agreement with you on that. I, uh, it's a movie that I like. No matter how many times I watch it, I wish I watched it more. You know, like, because, like, whenever I see it on my shelf, because I, I own it because I saw it for 99 cents one time, and I was like, I'll buy Bernie for a dollar, right? Like, you got to ah, do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, God, I wish I was watching that. I should watch that. And then I just haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know why. That's how I felt for years, and then, yeah, finally rewatched it. It's, it's worth, it's worth uh, tipping back into, I'd say pretty cool all right um i'm all burnied out on that discussion what <laughs> else have you been up to um i oh shit i forgot we have covered this on the podcast um i watched mm -mm. the final girls um but we covered mm. it on one of the only episodes greg wasn't on uh the cluster yeah, i actually i haven't seen the movie still so hey it's great. Vanessa and I were just looking for something light to watch on a weeknight. Um, it's 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 definitely a great movie if you're a horror fan, especially if you're a Friday the Thirteenth fan. Um, and well, I've never watched it with someone who's not. So what do I know? I don't know if you'd like it. <laughs> it's, it's a very very uh, meta in a way that's actually fun. You know, not just like, hey, do you remember this show? What about this show? What about this show? What about um, Furby? I think I. I think I just killed that guy. Oh yeah, All right. yeah. I, I I watched Renfield already, so I'm glad it's not that kind of humor. So <laughs> I I would like to watch it eventually. I'm not a huge horror head, but I do enjoy uh, slasher flicks and all that. So then I think I'll you'll check like it out it a lot. I'll check it out at some point and revisit the uh, clusterfuck discussion for it. So um, if I may, Denny. Yes. Um, watch a, This is going to be the only TV show that I talk about here. But we watched season two of The Bear, mm. the Hulu original. This is not a Denny show, but I would recommend <laughs> it to absolutely everybody else. Uh, people are yelling and bickering at each other the whole time and... The only moments of peace are cooking food. So this is like Denny's no-fly list. <laughs> like, this is not going to work. <laughs> it doesn't work for you. But I think they really evolved on season one. And, like, I don't know how to describe it without, like, just gushing about it to somebody that's also seen it. I saw a tweet from Thomas Flight, who I I've mentioned a bunch of times on here, but he said, like, I haven't seen a season of television that from a show that likes its own characters this much. This is a show that just, like, we've established these characters, we've built them up in such a way, and now we're, 
we're going to express a lot of love for them. We're going to fully flesh them out and like it just cares for and loves its own characters, which isn't something you get too much in like this kind of cynical age of television. So, The Bear season 2 was top-notch. They got a little bit more budget, a little bit fancy on the filmmaking. I really liked it. It was a ton of fun. A lot more guest uh <laughs> There's one episode I think you would hate, but it had me doing the um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio, hey, <laughs> pointing at the TV screen yeah, going, yeah. oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh my god, Bob Odenkirk, oh my god, John Mulaney. Like, <laughs> there's a whole episode. Ah, and then I was like, ah, Britta's in this? <laughs> I did see uh, some of those memes on my uh, community things I follow. Oh, nice. They mentioned it. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, it, it's it's a really cool show. Um, I would recommend it to everybody else, like I said. So, Denny, sorry you're missing out, but I think it's for the best that you skip it. <laughs> knowing, you, knowing you. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, let's see. I watched Easy A because uh, Vanessa and I wanted to go to the brunch at Alamo for that, and we realized we missed it because we were looking at times for it, and it was happening right then. And I was like, well, screw it. Oh, I'll shoot. just watch it with you. Um, and we watched it right then and there. We just stopped what we were doing and sat down just and watched at the home. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Made your own brunch showing. Yeah. Nice. So it was pretty cool. You know, There's, I feel like there was a phase in the 2000s of... Uh, of uh doing chick flicks out of uh shakespeare plays and this was kind of that except it wasn't shakespeare it was a uh, the scarlet letter um which i believe is a novel in books <laughs> i want to say it's a book I, I, there's got to be some sort of adaptation <laughs> hawthorne it's nathaniel hawthorne anyways Easy A was uh, okay. a on wipes. They're big in China, folks. Um, yeah, Denny is not interested in learning about literature, so I'm, I'm not, not. going to force him to. I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's I, a re- book! I read that book. I read the book. I went to school. Uh, <laughs> it sucked, hey, man, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I went to school, too, and I didn't read a lot of the books. I might have spark noted portions of the book. <laughs> this is um, when you actually had to go buy the physical spark notes book. What a time. Oh, what a time. It was like things can be better, but not that convenient. <laughs> but it's there for you. Uh but yeah, easy A. Yep, yeah, easy I, A. I I've was... I've seen it a few times. I like I like it pretty well. Well enough. Yeah. It's a fun movie pretty witty 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 banter all the way through the whole movie good witty dialogue um yeah it's i i like it more than she's the man and uh whatever that other one is um oh my god what is it clueless there we go um i like it more than both of them so yeah. interesting that you lump those three together but okay well they're like classic literature that was adapted into a 90s 2000s chick flick She's the Man was like 2004 or something, right? Easy A was like 2010. You're huh. just like spanning decades here, brother. Well, 
I still stand by my Emma point. Stone wasn't a 90s movie star. I know that. She's our Greg. age, I think. I know that. Sorry, man. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you connecting those dots. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa right. thinks is that a psyche Val? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just keep thinking Emma Stone's a '90s star. I know she's uh, not a '90s star. I saw fucking La La Land. Hmm. So did I with you in theaters. I know. What? What a waste of a <laughs> <Okay>. birthday party. <laughs> Don't be so upset. Can't believe I blew it on La La Land. No, there I. There could not have been anything else good in theaters at the time. There wasn't. I told, there, <laughs> there wasn't. And I, well, I wanted, uh, I wanted an excuse to go to Alamo, um, and that was like one of the only, like, cool movies playing, and it had Oscar buzz. And it, I, I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what I'm sure was my like 26th birthday. No, 27th birthday. Tell me I'm right. What year did La La Land come out? Uh, December 2016. Yes! It was my 27th birthday! 27... The big 2-7, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and look at December 9th. Box office. I forgot to put the year. Uh, <laughs> I was like... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's not right. I forgot to put that. <laughs> uh, we had Office Christmas Party. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Are, we could have watched Arrival. Wait, Son wait. Bitch. December 9th? No, 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 no. I'm January 12th, brother. Oh, that was for your week, your birthday weekend. Okay. Uh, you're making me good to go back to the old Google machine. January 12th, 2017. <laughs> if, we, if we could have watched Arrival, I would have way rather do that. No, because uh, I saw no, that 2017. I was like, <laughs> I was looking at it. It was like, um, oh, shit, yeah. Hidden Figures, La La yeah. Land, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. I'd already seen it. Sing. Underworld Blood Wars, which I'm sure is a real movie. Passengers. That's that Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence movie that everybody definitely saw. Uh, Fences. A movie I watched 10 minutes of and got annoyed. Why him? And we don't need to read the rest. So, not a lot of options. The best option there is Rogue One, and we don't do Star Wars. That's right. You, you knew in 2017 that we <laughs> didn't do Star Wars. Uh, shit, man. All right. Uh, I think I'm ready to, to part and say farewell to this box office discussion. Speaking of farewell, Denny, the next movie I watched was called The Farewell. Oh, shit. Yeah, the A24 hit. It's good as hell. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. It was so, like, emotionally immersive. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, like, made with so much love. And you could tell it's, it was just, like, so genuine and so earnest that it was just, like, so easy to buy into. 
some stellar performance, especially from Grandma, like <laughs> from Nine Eye. I liked the movie so much, and I was just like completely bought in. I loved all the characters, loved all the performances. It's a well-made movie that just showed a lot of love, and I'm a little upset it took me this long to watch it. But damn, the farewell is cool. It's so good. Um, the best thing I think either myself or anyone else has seen Aquafina in. Yes, definitely made me an Aquafina fan for life because I was not impressed with her Crazy Rich Asians performance. I'm sure you loved her in Renfield. Ah, uh, she was there. She was alright. Yes, right. she was. She was a principal character in that film. She was in, uh... Shit, what did I just watch? Uh, Ocean's 8. Which is a very funny movie to, like, oh yeah, this person was in that movie. Uh, mm -hmm. She was in Ocean's 8. <laughs> the, the most forgettable movie of all time that I keep coming back to for some reason. But yeah, The Farewell kicked ass. Love that movie. Love that story. That was, uh, that was, man, I think I thought about that movie earlier today for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird deja vu, but I, I haven't watched it since theaters. You're making me want to see it again, but. Oh, man. In theaters, that would have been. <sighs> so in our new apartment, my wife and I have a projector in our bedroom and she works super early mornings. So I'll, um keep the projector on and just watch something and i'll have like little earbuds that connect to mm -hmm. the uh to the projector so i have like a little home theater and she's asleep the dog's asleep we're all just hanging out that's when i watch movies like first reformed and the farewell and i'm just like zoned in on it so much i'm like completely immersed in it and in love with it seeing the farewell in like an actual theater i think would have been equally gratifying i think that's like <laughs> A movie that it doesn't it doesn't have to do much to ask for your attention, but it earns it anyways. And I want to like give it as much as possible. So I'll watch it again someday. It's it's one of those ones. Maybe I'll like in a few years I'll kind of want to emotionally go to that place again. But yeah, super glad I watched the farewell. Super cool. I know I'm like way at the back. I'm somewhere dragging on a rope behind the caboose of the late train with this one. But yeah, that, that movie rocks. So thumbs up, thumbs up from your boy. Yeah. You know, it really didn't get immortalized in the zeitgeist. Like, I feel like no one talks about it, but I've also never heard of anyone not liking it. Yeah. It's like, everyone's like, oh yeah, that movie is good. And it didn't get discussed too heavily after it came out. I remember when it was out, it was kind of like the hot new thing. And it didn't fall off super quick. My lazy ass was just too like, behind on current events. You know, the podcast. <laughs> to, like, really watch it. You know me from here. So, yeah. I'm, I'm catching up. Uh, up next, I'm going to watch... Ghostbusters or something. I don't know. You will for the current events podcast. Mm, current events podcast. Uh, something from 2009. We'll we'll do Fantastic Mr. Fox for current events. Mission Impossible 4. 
Uh, Denny, what else you been up to, man? Um, this is my last one before we do Barbenheimer. Um, one I saw mm -mm. just yesterday at the Alamo Draft House. Um, I saw Talk to Me, and mm. it is really fucking good. Oh, your hand. I'm talking to the hand right now. Greg is handing. <laughs> good, my good face. visual joke for the podcast. That's an audio format. <laughs> no joke. Last night, Vanessa walks out into our sunroom. That's right. You heard me. <gasps> you have a sunroom. I have a sunroom. Wait, but it's nighttime. How did you go into the sunroom when there's no sun? It doubles as a moon room. What the hell? Oh my god. <laughs> but she's out there and she goes, What's this hand thing? And I was like, Shoot it with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> She was Don't like, no, say that hand. tonight. And it was this fucking print that I put up in there with a hand on it. Um, but I thought that there was an unexplained hand in our house. And I was like, blow it up. Oh, my God. Chop it up into little pieces. I, I don't want to fucking touch that thing. Um, but thankfully... She was just thinking about the Urukai hand stamp on the face. <laughs> um, Talk to Me is the best horror movie in recent memory. Uh, wow! Really, really, really good. Um, it's an A twenty four. It deserves the uh, the logo. It is the I didn't know this until the Alamo pre show. The debut, the the directorial debut of some YouTubers, um, hmm. who um, <clears throat> got their film financed, then got into Sundance, and then sold it to A twenty four through Sundance. So this is Holy like. Shit essentially a true indie movie so to speak um which is just super badass and just really 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 well done um <clears throat> very immersive it's a tight 90 but it feels longer in a good way if you know what i mean like they got they got a lot of quality into 90 minutes and you're so immersed in it that you like paid attention the whole time so you really get to like get familiar with that 90 minutes you're spending you know it's uh Man, I'm cool. getting giddy talking about it. It's very spooky, not very jump scary, but like um, anything that makes you jump is like something that makes sense and isn't cheap and uh, is something the characters are reacting to in that way. Um, God, it's so good and it's spooky and and it 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 treats the audience like they're smart, Greg. Like they could, like like the audience could understand mm -hmm. something subtle, and you wouldn't have to spell it out for them, like a goddamn fucking AI algorithm writing a fucking Marvel movie does. It it it, it assumes you have a brain, Greg. You know what I mean? Like it it, it treats you like you're an intelligent moviegoer. Um, and there's also some really great um, sound mixing moments that make it worth a trip to the theater. I've calmed back down. Um, there, there, there really are like I really recommend seeing it in the theater, and it's just one or two moments. It's not like incredibly mixed the whole way through, but they really, they really get a lot out of a couple of scary moments with that sound design. Okay, yeah, pick their moments. All right, that's all your stuff before Barbenheimer. Before we get fully into the yes. cinematic event of 2023 summer edition, I watched three other things. I misnumbered the movies, Denny. I do apologize. I thought we would have been alternating the night away. Uh, so recently we discussed Old Boy. That is part of Park Chan-wook's 
Vengeance Trilogy. It's movie number two. I watched movie number one. Yes. Sympathy, sympathy cool. for Mr. Vengeance. I think I mentioned it on a recent episode that I had started it. I never got around to finishing it. And I finally just like started it over, watched the whole thing through. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Kicks ass. It's so good. Oh my god. He is... <sighs> Old Boy is a lot more stylized, but still, like, I, I, I mentioned it in our episode, too. Like, it was just, like, very stylized, maybe not something I would have necessarily been a fan of, but I was super engaged with it. This is way more my speed of what I'm looking for in a movie. Um, mm -hmm. It's... Uh, it's incredible. Our friend Song Kang-ho is back in a prominent role in the picture. Won't say too much more past that. Uh, it's on Tubi if people want to watch it. I remember Old Boy is like on a couple of like nonsense websites or DVD. But Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is a thumbs up from me. I enjoyed it a lot more than Old Boy, personally. Um, but maybe I'll watch Lady Vengeance eventually. I'll wrap up the trilogy later. But yeah, sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Very upsetting. Denny, have you even, like, I know I mentioned it before. Do you even know really much about it? No, I mean, like, I really want to complete that trilogy after seeing Old Boy. I think uh, Zach Lucial Paul was commenting on some of our posts about that. Um, no, so something I've been wanting to get around to and something that I kind of forgot about. So I'm glad you reminded me. Oh, yeah. Me. Like, I, I read, I remember that comment that you're talking about. And it's, um, he did a really good job of laying out, like, how each film approaches the theme of vengeance. And I think he was dead on for both of the movies I've seen so far. So I'm excited to watch the third one. And, uh, I'm excited for you to watch Mr. Vengeance. Top notch. All right. Uh, the next thing I watch. One of the more immersive movies I've seen. It was an Oscar nominee, this this latest run of the Oscars for uh, international feature. It was The Quiet Girl. And it is it is a foreign language film, but it is from what I've <laughs> I tried to find out what the language is cuz I think the uh subtitles say that it's in Gaelic. But everything I see says it's in, like, Irish. So it's, I think it's a language, I, I, I'm probably getting it wrong, but Gwalga? Gwalga? It's, like, very traditional Irish language that sort of sounds like Gaelic. It is a, it is a very deep language that only, like, certain outskirts areas of Ireland actually still speak fluently and they managed to find a group of people to deliver A plus performances in what is considered like an endangered language it is it's, wow. it's fascinating man it's so good um, the quiet girl you know it's, it's focused on a girl I want to say she's t uh, 11 or 12 years old and 
she's basically like in a family she's like one of five siblings and she's kind of the odd duck she's you know not really socially interacting well with everybody so during the summer while her mom is having yet another kid she goes and stays with mom's cousin and just like it's just documents this beautiful relationship being built i think it's i want to say it's set in like maybe the 80s or 90s but it feels like maybe the 2010s it's just like such a secluded area of the world that it feels like it's from multiple eras and it's just such a fascinating like evolution of relationship between a girl and like pseudo adoptive parents basically and i can't recommend it enough i i i felt very fortunate to experience like every second of the movie and the filmmaking style is it's it's told from the girl's perspective so all the perspective is like how a child would see feel hear and like sense the situation that they're in and the filmmaking communicates that so well and it's just like it's so focused on like sounds and textures and emotion like the movie makes you feel like you can feel the weather and taste the food and like touch all the textures that you know she's interacting with while she's like dealing with these very intense emotional situations it's a very very cool movie uh <laughs> i can't praise it enough i as much as i liked liked um all quiet on the western front i think this should have won the oscar for best international feature extremely and extremely oh, interesting um very good film i would recommend everybody seeks it out it is very emotionally impactful though so be warned to get ready to be emotionally <laughs> hit like a freight train <laughs> impacted. impacted yes exactly <laughs> all right i've only got one more Lay it's it another international feature denny when critiker recommends that there's a director out there that has five movies that it thinks you will give a perfect score to. You watch the damn movies. Kurosawa. It thought I would give Ikaru a 40 out of 40. I think I gave it a 36. It <laughs> Critiker thinks I will give four other of Kurosawa's movies a perfect score. And I watch one of them. It's something I haven't seen in roughly 20 years. Seven Samurai. Hot damn. What can I say? It is a absolute masterpiece. I didn't give it a perfect score. But holy shit, man. Like what what else there's is there to say? It I've never seen it. I don't have <sighs> it's I'm in awe of it with It's you. incredibly cool. I think it's nineteen fifty six. And the same thing I said during our Ikaru discussion. Um it's just like these filmmaking techniques are so ahead of their ahead of its time that it's just like i can't help but be in awe of the artistry and seven samurai is another one of those movies he keeps just knocking it out of the park i really liked seven samurai i remember liking it when i was i saw it when i was like what 12 or 13 
and I liked it even more now. It's funny, you, it's on Max B.O.H. along with a lot of his other movies, but uh, they include the four-minute intermission, and I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a, a little relic breather. of a bygone era. Just like nice little break. But yeah, the the star of Ikaru is in Seven Samurai as well in a very prominent role. So it's a really good movie, uh, Seven Samurai. I I feel like I don't need to tell people it's a good movie. Everyone probably knows by now. It's a classic for a reason. It's been um, I don't want to say satirized. It's been reimagined and adapted in different ways, including a Bug's Life. <laughs> Which I mentioned here before. <laughs> Masterpiece status. Uh, I can't wait to watch more of his films. Maybe I'll give one of them a perfect score. We'll see. Uh, High and Low is on my list to watch. And Denny. That's what I've been watching. Well, Greg, let's get to the main event. What are we going to do first, Barb? Or uh, let's go alphabetical here. And let's barb. Let's barb, barb it. it is. <laughs> Clear the throat. Because I've seen your score of Barbie, and I'm sure you've got some thoughts. I gave Barbie a 50 out of 50, even though it is a branding exercise <laughs> designed to uh, reposition uh, Barbie in the public zeitgeist as uh, somehow something that helps women. <laughs> um, but... Um, man, I, I just thought the movie was an absolute fucking achievement. Um, if I were Greta Gerwig, I would be patting myself on the back for doing such a damn good job with such a damn stupid idea of a premise. Um, a Barbie movie. No one asked for this. Um, dude, I thought, I thought it was smart. I thought the set design the production design i mean they spent avengers money on mm -hmm. this greg like they spent avengers money and on they've this made picture. it back in space um, dude i checked they they got their budget back on opening hell yeah 100 million i did my part 100 million dollars yeah. <laughs> yep me too um just a absolutely brilliant movie hilarious got me feeling things um got me enjoying musical numbers which is not something i typically do preaching to the choir um, brother i i was just over the moon you know and i grade by genre um in comedy i've only given two comedies five stars i believe and it's uh the big lebowski and barbie i, th I think they're both for very very Holy different shit. reasons five star comedies wow yeah, I, I knew you graded by genre. I was like, is he going to file this under comedy or Barbie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, genre-wise, it's more akin to everything everywhere more akin. all at once. Oh, um, we did it! But, like, it's it's the same type of movie as everything everywhere all at once. Elaborate. <laughs> Have you heard the term metamodern? Yes. 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 So for for those who don't know, metamodernism, uh, I'll mansplain it to you really quickly. <laughs> Somebody didn't um, learn. It's basically going so far into ironic detachment that you're able to say, like, look at how fucked up it is that we're so detached from everything. But 
Hey, doesn't life still have meaning in some way? Yeah. Yeah, buddy, it does. So let's Finding focus on endearment that. in that space is so difficult to accomplish, but can only be done by like the most genuine artists. And <laughs> you're exactly right. That's so hard to find, and I feel like we, especially for you, found it again. Totally, dude. Totally. So I was over the moon. The soundtrack, it's it, like. If you asked me one word to associate with the Barbie movie, I would say effort. Mm. They put effort into every single thing they did in that movie. Um, and it just showed. And I, I was just blown away, man. Just blown away. Um, you know, though, I, I think it could be a little tiny bit preachy, but honestly, I still thought its message of intersectionality and how oppression hurts everyone um, was actually pretty astute. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've got a lot, I guess. Yeah, soundtrack, I guess, is something you mentioned. Billie Eilish absolutely crushed it. The, the emotional peak of that movie was really hit home with her song, like, What Am I Made For, I think is the name of the track. And it's hard not to get emotional, like, hearing that song again. It's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. Performances off the charts if you had said like five years ago we're going to make a barbie movie who will barbie and ken be played by you're like obviously margot robbie and ryan gosling like that's just that's right. it um unexpected heroes michael Sarah as um, America Ferreira, I, I really liked her character. I was relating to her quite a bit. It's just like an existential, uh, you know, of course. You may not know this, but I'm a guy. But, like, as an existential millennial, very much relating to that character. And willing, very much um, hearing what she had to say about femininity in our era. Uh, Will Ferrell incredibly funny i thought he was gonna play just like a straight villain straight bad guy a la lego movie kind of but once i saw like mm -hmm. <laughs> we go into the real world and the mattel corporation is also done in this like really weird fantastical way i was like okay no like i'm i'm sold on this whole thing very cool <laughs> um Oh, shoot, man. It's it's probably one of the best theater experiences I've had in the last, like, five years. Just, like, I was in a packed showing with a bunch of people, men, women alike, just, like, all dressed in pink, taking selfies with a little standee out in the lobby... You know, just having the absolute time of their lives. It was such a great experience watching this in movies. And, like, normally for a movie, I would I would love to watch it, like, just my wife and I, maybe, like, a couple other people, just, like, I want to sit down and just completely focus. But this is, like, I wanted a packed house. I wanted laughs across the room. I wanted tears across the room. Mm -hmm. I wanted, like, mm -hmm. people dressed in pink. It was It was fantastic. So it was a lot of fun and anything that makes like <laughs> loser ass 
certain mentality podcasters like absolutely livid you know it's gonna be a kick-ass film so it it delivered in spades man and i felt very seen as a man by this movie for all the people that are like it's woke feminism i'm like man as someone who has like had to deal with being a very different male my whole life and a very sensitive male I felt fucking seen by this movie and how it addressed masculinity. Um, it's not just like a for women movie, you know? Like, it's it's for Yeah, everyone. like, all these fucking dorks... Know, there's probably not a better term for it. All these fucking dorks are like, well, if the roles were reversed and we'd said this about women... Like, yeah, there's like... I could point to 500 movies that do this exact same thing with women. <laughs> we did <laughs> reverse the roles. Like... <laughs> laugh at it the way that you expect women to laugh at their own uh weird personifications uh oversimplifications or what have you there we go. um it just just laugh along with it and it's not like i didn't feel any sense of it being mean in any way it extended like olive branch and just you know it wasn't a complete it wasn't a message of hate or like disdain or oversimplification or reduction towards men because this is the only perspective i can like really speak for i guess but (laughs) i didn't really feel that way but you know on a whole i i felt like it wasn't for me but it still was happy i was there watching it and mm-hmm. that's all I need. Mm-hmm. It sucks that this is going to kick off like an entire line of dog shit movies about Polly Lockett and Boppet or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm really not excited <sighs> about that. I would rather, you know, whatever. Not everything needs to be a fucking universe. Just make the damn movie. Yeah. Fucking right. <laughs> uh, preaching to the choir. Just circle jerking each other here but like come the fuck on can we just can, I, w- I, I knew you'd make a Barbie too can can we just agree you're gonna do that without Greta Gerwig's involvement and it take good? the W use that money to invest in artists with vision stop fucking oh my god I cannot like root any harder for the SAG after strikers you know what I mean like <laughs> nothing nothing can replicate like the human impact or like the human influence of what made the Barbie movie what it was and it's disgusting that empty suits think that that's the future or what's going to happen fucking insane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this world is so fucked up fucked up what have they done to us what have they done to us <sighs> yeah i didn't i didn't give barbie a perfect score but i do relish in it just absolute delight at the people that hate it and just i love listening to what they have to say and just like just They're the great. brain dead perspective on life just on display across the board it's 
it's like alarming but like i always knew it was there so at this point it's just like fun to laugh at every once in a while <laughs> i feel that bro i, I really didn't do. expect to go that hard on t- <laughs> <laughs> the haters of the movie but yeah Nah, fuck them. Bunch of bitches. As a film, it is like a 7 plus, close to an 8 out of 10, but... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For the right objective reasons, I guess. I hope. I hope. The right objective reasons. Alright, Denny. We've we've barbed. You ready to Heimer? I, I have much less to say about the Heimer of the Barbenheimer, but I'm ready to Heimer. Heimer, I hardly know her. Nice. Oppenheimer. So, yeah, I had a lot more than I expected to say about Barbie. <laughs> I got I got set off, I guess. Like movies can just be movies. Just it's like if it's not for you, don't fucking watch it. No, they can't. Not anymore. Yeah. Nothing can just be anything. Everything has like I, five layers. I have to right. watch it. It has to be saying something about me. If it doesn't pat me on the back, it fucking hates me. <laughs> if it doesn't tell me I'm a good boy, then it's fucking propaganda and evil. Oppenheimer, folks. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, what was your experience? Uh, Our good friend Dylan Derryberry, who we we love very much, he was um, among the several that watched these two movies same day, back to back. Uh, How close did you watch these Mm -hmm. movies together? I saw Barbie on uh, Friday night and Oppenheimer on Saturday afternoon. Okay, cool. I watched... So I had a little Nice. I think the consensus is that may have been the right decision, given the tones of the films. Yes. I watched Barbie on the Saturday it had come out, and I watched Oppenheimer this last Thursday. So a five-day gap. Mm -hmm. And damn... Oppenheimer's cool, man. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Great it's movie. Really good. Great really movie. fucking good. Everyone absolutely brought their A game. Um oh. So yeah, you, we both watched Barbie first. Left the theater in the best of moods. Um mm-hmm. I guess we can dive into the atomic dread the existential crisis of living in a an atomic world where a few egos could absolutely destroy life as we know it how did this movie make you feel denny um mostly bored what (laughs) okay (laughs) it's a fantastic movie it's super not my thing. Uh, it's it's fantastic. The performances are great. Uh, well made, well shot, well acted, well written. Um, well scored. Very long. Very well scored. It's a great movie. I gave it a 44 out of 50 on, on Critiker. It is just not really my thing. That's all I'm saying. It's not. It's not the type of thing I like to spend three hours on. But 
You did spend three hours on it. Did it feel like three? Did it feel I like did. three hours? I felt all three oh, of shoot. those hours. I two bathroom breaks, and I was still begging for oh, credits. Geez. I thought the time absolutely melted away. I was engrossed with it. I <laughs> know what else absolutely melted away. That girl's face. Oh no! I okay. Shoot, it melted away like two cities that I won't name. Um, <laughs> don't want to. Don't want to spoil it, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> they're in the country that makes anime now. <laughs> I'll let you draw your own conclusions. Oh man, Denny's drawn up a mat with different conclusions that you can jump to. My wife is a very particular person, I guess, when it comes to movies. I thought we brought a blanket. We knew it was going to be like blasting air conditioning in there. I was like, she is going to fall asleep by the 50 minute mark. And she was just like, you know any other movie we're like holding hands i'm like adjusting i'm like grabbing her arm she's like leaning on my shoulder this movie she was hand on her chin eyes wide open absolutely glued to the screen she's like i have to go to the bathroom but i can't she was dialed in laser focused on the screen she could not look away it was incredibly immersive for her she loves a true story i i guess she uh. See, I, I don't love a true story. Oh my god. You guys are so different. I I don't think a movie is a good way to tell a true story. It's so editorialized in every way. Like I don't I don't think it's a good way to communicate facts. Well, Denny, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> no, that's the thing. In the movie, the facts like are like hyper aware of my feelings <laughs> like oh this shit is bad i know i don't know i i think it was an incredibly for me personally i thought it was an incredibly grabbing three hours that absolutely melted away which i won't let denny make the joke again i was gonna do it again <laughs> i think this might be like for Christopher Nolan films, I think I would put it like maybe second or third. I have a hard time saying what's ahead of it. Maybe the prestige I would put ahead. As far as emotional impact goes, Interstellar, I would put ahead. Filmmaking, I think I would put Oppenheimer ahead, even though it is a little bit more stripped down. Um, I gotta say, man, there was scrolling through TikTok lately has been a lot of people like just the intense drama of somebody creating the power to destroy life as we know it, and then here's Albert Einstein with his little sitcom entry, like boop 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 boop. <laughs> Seinfeld bass riffs. Here's Albert Einstein in the film, folks. You know him. He dropped his hat. The handling of Einstein was fantastic. <laughs> it, 
It was like that poster of of Albert Einstein with his tongue sticking out. Really, I've it never was seen like, that, that before. That was the only ref. <laughs> Shut up. It's like that was uh, it's like that was the actor's only reference for the character. <laughs> I'm behind the car now. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I loved it. It was so good. I I did love seeing like actors. Like I said, everybody absolutely brought their A game. I was like, oh yeah, I guess Matt Damon is in this. Oh yeah, I guess the guy from Drake and Josh is in this. Oh yeah, I guess the director of Uncut Gems is in this. Like I totally forgot <laughs> about all of this. <laughs> oh man. And then uh NHL player Sean Avery is also in this. It was very weird. Hmm. That's neat. It's good that he has an outlet for his creative side. Hmm. Man known for his outlets, Sean Avery. All right, so Barbenheimer. We've done it, Denny. Have we discussed Barbenheimer to your satisfaction? Oh, most definitely. I'm <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's late, man. It is late on a Monday, and we're talking about eating food. Ooh, ooh, classic movies for when. This is this is like want to see a monkey era stuff. Oh man. No kidding. This is uh, just got off Nomadland era movies for win. Speaking of movies that suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like Oppenheimer is going to win Best Picture or at least a few Oscars. But maybe. It'll be up. We'll It'll see. Up. We'll see when uh, Killers Dude, of the you, Flower Moon comes out. You know what they're going to do, gonna though? They're, they're going to... They're gonna... They're going to piss everyone off and try to recapture the goodwill of everything, everywhere, all at once. They're going to give everything to Barbie. Everything to Barbie. Wow. Bold pick. We're like six months early on this on this take. Damn. I, I know the Academy. I know what motivates them. A good story. <laughs> and if I... And if I remember anything about the end of Game of Thrones, it's that relying on a good story is not a way to end something and reward things. <laughs> it all comes back to that bullshit. Damn, I was hoping I had a lot more to well, say Greg, on Oppenheimer, but, you know. We're we're in different places, but we, we both do acknowledge that it is a very good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Fantastic. Ugh. What's up, Denny? How are you feeling? Hungry more than anything. I'm getting hungrier. Oh shit! Well, I'm uh, I'm full up on movies we've been watching, but I am hungry for more sports, folks. I've never been hungry for sports once in my. It's life. literally just baseball right now and the women's soccer World Cup which is in Australia, so all the games are at, like, midnight, I think, or something. So if you're hungry for sports, <laughs> join us next week where we will continue our series of animals playing sports with MVP2, Most Vertical Primate. Unfortunately, this hiatus was very long, and we might have to watch the movie again. More on that. I'm gonna have to watch that movie fucking twice for this fucking More podcast. on that later. Um, <laughs> that sucks. 
a hockey film through and through. More on that later. So, Denny, I think that about does it. That's all the stuff we watched. What a hiatus. That was good. You're in a house. We're in a new place. I'm in a house. Life goes on. The beat marches on. We're zen. Bada bada Ah, boom. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like that. I suppose so. All right, Denny. Mm -hmm. The only thing I, uh, I really, I missed this during the break, you know? I had a long hiatus. It's been a long time. A very long time since I heard any sort of catchphrase. Why don't you hit me with it? Since you teed me up, for Greg Work, the legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Movies for When. We already told you when, but you know what we didn't tell ya? What's my cage again? I'm a policeman. See my badge? Just like him, the way he walked across the screen.